God is good. We've been on a series, and it's been an interesting series. It's called Strong Faith. Uh, we want to talk about uh, strong faith, and so we've been looking over in the book of Hebrews and looking at different individuals over there. You could call that a memorial chapter that we're looking at. Uh, today we're going to be talking about a faith responds to God's warnings. Faith responds to God's warnings. At first you think that may be a negative, but not really. God will warn us sometimes and try to help us and, and get us to miss a problem and head toward a blessing. Uh, we can look in the Bible right at the very beginning. There's Adam and Eve, and God gives them a warning. If they would have been moving by faith, they would have responded to uh, God's warning, but they weren't uh, moving in faith. And so, unfortunately, they, they, they got hurt. Um, Joseph, who was Jesus' uh, earthly father, he was warned by God to move, take the baby with him because the king was going to try to kill the baby Jesus. That was a warning, and he listened to God, and he avoided a, tr a trouble or a disaster, and that's why uh, by doing that, God let him know, and then Jesus was able to live. The king did come into Bethlehem and killed every child there two years and under, so had Joseph not listened to God's warning, there would have been trouble. So remember this, when God gives a warning, it's not to bring trouble into our life, it's to get us out of trouble or for us to miss trouble and for him to bless our lives. God is in the business of blessing us and not cursing us. So when you hear a warning from God, just remember it's God trying to help us miss something and get a blessing. A warning, again, is not to bring trouble into your life. It's to help us. It's so you and I, I'm going to say this again, so you and I will miss trouble. And also a warning from God is so you and I will get out of trouble. Sometimes he lets us know because he wants us to miss trouble that's coming up. And sometimes we've got ourselves into a situation and God's saying, I want you to not just miss this, I want you to get out of this trouble. So God is loving and God is caring and God wants us blessed. Now the thing about God though is that he'll give us a warning, but he also with these warnings and these blessings that are available to us, he gives us a thing called free will. And what I mean by free will is we can decide. We can decide to listen to God's warnings, or we can decide to ignore God's warnings. We can do that with God's words in general. We can decide to believe God or to not believe God. Let me tell you one of the largest warnings in the Bible for all mankind, and that is this. There's a real hell. And if you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, uh, your destination is going to be hell. And it's, there's a gnashing of teeth in hell. It's not a nice place to be. And the Bible tells you all about hell. And then it also tells you that God made a way for us to miss hell. That is a warning. He says, all men have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. He says, Jesus has come into the world that those who would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. So he wants us to miss that trouble. So he tells us ahead of time, I want you to know I'm giving you a warning. But again, it's up to us whether we're going to believe that or not. So if we believe God's warnings, if we take them in and we say, okay, God, you're trying to warn me. Several people have told me, you know, over the years, they said, you know, I was going to take a flight, uh, airplane flight, and uh, God told me, don't cancel it, and don't go right now, go later. And then something happened, and they said, I'm so glad that I listened to the warning of God. Others have told me they've been on a trip driving. And all of a sudden, God kind of tells them to go a different route than what they were going to go. They're going this way, but God says, no, go a different route. And they are spared from some trouble they were unaware of. Uh, 
a couple of people have told me over the years that they were actually engaged to be married. And uh, God gave them a warning, and they, they broke the engagement. And later they said, wow, that definitely was God. When I found out more about that individual, I didn't know it. I was heading the wrong direction in that marriage, or I was heading that wrong direction on the plane. So a lot of times God will give us a warning trying to help us to, to miss those things. And if we respond, we'll be protected, we'll be blessed, we'll be saved. Now, the book of Hebrews, Hebrews 11, is a very uh, important chapter in the Bible. We call it the Hall of Faith. A lot of us pastors, the Hall of Faith. Some call it the Hall of Heroes. Uh, you could call it the Book of Memorial because he uh, puts in there a memorial for different individuals that really lived a life of faith. So as we go through Hebrews 11 and look at these individuals, on Memorial Day, it's a great time to be talking about Hebrews 11 because Hebrews 11 is there. So we'll remember and, and we'll remember and we will give them honor, these people of great faith. Now over there in Hebrews 11, it tells us what faith is. It tells us what faith looks like. It tells us what faith can do. And it also tells us people of faith. They're examples of their life. Today we're going to talk about a great man in Hebrews 11. Now we're going to bounce back from Hebrews 11, and then we're going to also go to the very first book of the Bible. We call that the book of origins. It tells us where man came from. It tells us about God. It tells us a whole lot. And so we call that the book of origins or the book of the beginning. So we're over in Hebrews. In Hebrews 11, all the individuals listed there just about are listed over in Genesis so we go back to Genesis or the book of the beginning or the origin because it tells us more about the individuals that are listed in Hebrews 11. But uh, we're, we're going to talk about a great man today, a man, now I want you to think about this, a man who heeded the warning of God. And because he heeded, responded to the warning of God, the whole human race was saved. In fact, because of this one man Listening to the warning of God, all the animals on the world were saved. The birds in the air were saved because of one man and how he responded to Almighty God. Some will say, I think I know who it is. Well, yeah, it's Noah. Uh, Noah, because he listened to a warning of God and responded to the warning of God, he saved all mankind. We'd all, we wouldn't even be here. There'd be no mankind. But one man responded. Now that tells me something interesting is that you, you may be one individual, but every individual is not just themselves. You know, what you do with your life affects other individuals. For instance, if you're saved, you may be used to get other people saved. Noah was saved from the flood, and now all of us, we all came from Noah and his children. Noah and his children obviously came from Adam and Eve. But because he listened to God's warning and responded to God's warning, uh, he saved all mankind. And when you and I listen to God, when we respond, we may end up having an impact on a lot of people's lives. Turn to somebody and say, I'm going to impact you for good. Go ahead. Uh, the first point today is this. Faith believes God. Not a real big point, but it sure is a big statement. Faith believes God. Now, a lot of people say that's all what faith is, is just believing God. But no, that's part of what faith is. Faith is believing God. Faith believes God for sure. Noah, without a doubt, believed God. 
uh, he believed something that he could not see. He couldn't, first of all, even see God. But he also couldn't see what God was talking about. God was telling him, but with his natural eyes, he couldn't see what God was talking about. But he still chose to believe. So the first thing we want to know is Noah believed, but he believed what he couldn't see. Uh, I want to have you look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. We're looking at these things in the New King James translation. It says, by faith, Noah that means he believed. By faith, Noah being divinely warned. See, God warns us of things not yet seen. That means Noah did not see what God was talking about. He did not see God. You don't see God. He did not see God. But he believed what there was a God. He believed in God. He believed what God said. So he actually believed things he could not see with his eyes. That's why he's such a great example of what faith is. Faith is when you believe God, even though you don't see it with your natural eyes. You may not see uh, the situation that you've been praying about and, and believing God for. You may not see it with your natural eyes, but that's okay. Faith is believing what you don't see. You believe the word of God. If, you, if you're in the house, you can say amen. amen. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and verse 7 in the uh, uh, New King James, it says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Noah could not see God. He could not see the things that God was telling him. But he decided he's going to believe. He had faith. He believed in God and the things God told him, even though he could not see the things that God was telling him. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, in the New Living Translation, it says it a little different. I just happen to like the way it says it. It says, for we live by believing and not by seeing. See, people of faith, we believe what God says. We may not see it manifested yet. We may not see it transpire yet, but we believe what God says. Now, over in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18, the Holy Spirit's using the man of God here, the Apostle Paul, to try to explain this to us once again. He says, while we, walk, while we do not look at the things which are seen... Now, what, what it means here when it says we do not look at the things seen, it means that you do not dwell on the things that you see. You don't stare at the things. We do not look at the things which are seen means that you're not staring and concentrating on the things you see. In other words, uh, the pandemic, the uh, workplace, the economy, uh, the politics, the, uh, your health, uh, your marriage, a relationship. You don't sit around and stare and meditate on those things, the things that are seen, but at the things which are not seen. The things that are not seen is God has promised us victory. God has promised us that we'd be overcomers. God has promised us that, that we would be blessed. And so we don't stare at the things that we are naturalized see. We believe things and keep our focus and our meditation on things that we don't yet see. Just like Noah didn't see things, didn't see God, didn't see the things that God was talking about, but he focused, his focus, what he believed on were things he could not see. He, he, he went by what he could not see. Again, it says, while we, uh, while we do not look or concentrate or meditate or, or, or keep our minds filled with things that are seen, but at the things we concentrate, meditate, and keep our minds on things which are not seen. In other words, the promises of God might not have been manifested in your life yet, but you're still completely believing that and you're talking about that. For the things which are seen, this is a part that we need to know. The things which are seen are a temporary, 
but the things which are not seen are eternal. I like to say it this way. You have the temporary here, you have the eternal here. So these are things you see, and these are things you don't see. These are things you see in the natural, and this is the Word of God. And the Word of God is eternal, and the things in this earth are temporal, and the situation you're facing is temporal. So when the eternal and the temporal comes together, something has to change, and it's not the eternal. It's always that which is not eternal, that was a temporary, that changes because the eternal changes the temporary. As long as we continue to look at the things that are not seen, because the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are seen are eternal. So when eternal and things that are temporary come together, the things that are eternal will win out if you and I continue to stand in faith and not waver. Amen? So Noah believed God. In, Hebrew, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5, once again, it says, By faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not seen. When we say that, he believed things he didn't see, but God had told him some things. So what are the things that Noah believed that God told him that Noah possibly had never seen or had not seen as of yet? Well, in Genesis chapter 7, verse 4, we're going to read this. It says, God is speaking. It says, for after seven more days, I will cause it to rain. Everybody say rain. rain. Now, that's an important thing. It sounds like, well, rain, but that's important. After 40 days, and it says, I will cause it to rain. Everybody say rain. rain. And not only does it say it will cause it to rain, but it says on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights, and I will destroy from the face of the earth all living things that I have made. That's pretty powerful thing to say. Now, why is that important? Because theologians, a lot of pastors, ministers that study the Word of God, really believe that it's very possible that it had never rained on the earth ever before until the flood. They believe that there's a moisture that came up from the ground, a mist that came up and watered everything, so there's no need for rain. So when he says it's going to rain for 40 days and 40 nights and everything's going to be destroyed, it's very possible that Noah didn't even know what rain was. Do you understand what I'm saying here? It's very possible. Now, it may have rained, but most people, most theologians lean toward the fact that it probably had not rained. Uh, it says here in Genesis 2, verses 5, it kind of uh, starting out in the middle of 5, but it says, For the Lord God has not caused it to rain on the earth. There was no man to till the earth, but a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. In Genesis 6, verse 17, it says, And behold, I myself am bringing floodgates or flood waters uh, on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. And then in verse 11, in the 600th year of Noah's life on the second month, the 17th day of the month, on that day all the fountains, now, now watch, all the fountains of the great deep were broken. So the water that had been coming up and watering the earth, all that was broken. So it wasn't just a mist coming up. Now it was broke. And so now it's coming up from below. And it goes, uh, uh, the great deep were broken and the windows of heaven were open. So if you can imagine this, on that day, water started coming from below. It was all broke. Boom. Water started coming. That uh, vapor that it was up there holding back the water, it all of a sudden was opened up. So you have water coming from up, up, from down below and up above. And Noah had never seen that. 
but God told them it was going to take place. And Noah, who had never seen such a thing happen, may have never seen rain, but he certainly had never seen rain for 40 days, 40 nights. He had never seen it, uh, such a, du du a deluge from up above. He had never seen the, the underground just gush with water and come up so fast. But yet when God spoke it, he believed. So he believed what he couldn't see. For sure, he had never seen a flood. Not what God was talking about. And yet the Bible says even though he had not seen it, he believed. He had faith because he believed what he did not see. So faith is believing. And in faith is believing God. The second point is this. And this is where some people can sometimes uh, get mixed up because we say faith is believing. But over in the book of James, and some people think James is, what is he talking about? So James says, uh, uh, faith without works is dead. He's not saying that you work your way. What he's saying is when you have faith, there's certain things that are going to be obvious that you have faith. Like Noah did some things because he had faith. You and I respond because we have faith. We forgive because God told us it's good to forgive. We give because God told us to give. So there's actions that kind of show, us our, show, you, or show God and others our faith. Uh, so here, faith responds to God. Remember, faith responds to God's warnings, God. Uh, faith responds to God's word. Faith responds to God. And when it came to Noah, he believed that's part of faith. He believed even stuff he had never seen, even never heard of before. But then also, he didn't just believe, he responded. Here in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 7, it says this, By faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, and prepared an ark. He built an ark. So he responded to God. He said I, he prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he uh, uh, condemned the earth and became heirs of righteousness, which is according to faith. So part of faith is believing, and part of faith is responding to God. God said there's going to be a huge flood, and uh, Noah said, I believe you and I'm going to do what you told me to do, I'm going to build an ark. So he started to build an ark. Noah responded to God. Faith is believing, and faith is acting on what you believe. Faith is believing. Faith is acting on what you believe. Faith is believing, and faith is acting on what you believe. Uh, Noah said, you know, I'm going to do what you've asked me to do because I believe you. And God said, Noah has faith. You know, you say, well, I think so-and-so so has faith. Faith. Well, that's good. It's good if I think they have faith. It's good if you think they have faith. What's more important to me is that God thinks they have faith. And God said, he has faith. So when we look at Noah, there's no question. He had faith. So let's look at Noah. What did he do? He believed and he responded. He believed and he responded. And God said that believing and responding, that is what faith is. Amen. A faith, again, is important. Uh, you've heard the story about a man walks into church, and he comes up front, and he looks really sickly. And people are looking at him saying, is he going to make it? What's going on with him? He looks bad. And we say, is there a doctor in the house? And a doctor comes up front and says, I'm a doctor. We say, okay, this guy, uh, can you tell us what's wrong? He just, he, he's barely standing up. He looks terrible. And he goes over, he examines the man, and he announces to everybody, this man needs to eat. He's on the verge of death, and if he doesn't eat, he's going to die. And so somebody runs in the back, gets some food, and brings it up. 
and says to the man, here, eat this food because it's important you eat. If you don't eat, you're going to die. And the guy says, I believe that. They said, well, eat. And he doesn't eat. They said, do you understand if you don't eat? Do you believe that if you don't eat, you're going to die? The doctor said that. He goes, yes, I believe that. Well, then eat. And he doesn't eat. He ends up dying, takes his last breath, and he, he dies. See, we say believing is faith. That man, faith would have been believing and then acting and eating. Not just saying you believe, but then acting on what you say you believe. Amen? Amen. And so we don't want to do that. Faith is uh, believing and then uh, acting also. Noah believed and Noah acted on what he believed. You could see his faith. Uh, and God called that faith. In fact, God said in Genesis uh, chapter 6 and verse 13, And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come unto me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. And then in verse 15, he's told him to build an ark. And in verse 15 it says, And this is how you shall make it. He's talking about the ark. The link of the ark shall be 300 cubits, and it's width 50 cubits, and it's height 30 cubits. Now, God says to Noah, remember, we're talking about him doing what God asked him to do. We're talking about what real faith is. Faith is believing, and then faith is responding or acting on what God says. He builds this ark. This ark, uh, by those who are smarter than I, it's said that the ark was one and one-half football fields long. Now we say, how can we all those animals be on there? Have you ever looked at a football game and the thousands of people that can pack into a football game? So the ark was one and one half football field long and over a, a half of a football field wide. And that's quite a project for one man to take on. So you say, I don't know if he had faith. Oh, yeah. There's no way you take on a project like that unless you really believe God told you to do it. Amen? Amen. Uh, Noah responded to God in... Uh, the 22nd chapter of, uh, 22nd verse of chapter 6, it says, Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him to do, or commanded him, so he did. Now, we're saying that, and this is important, I'm about to say right now, faith is believing God. Faith is responding to God's word, God's warnings, God's blessings, God's instructions, God's direction, faith is responding to that. Uh, but in the verse I'm about to read, I want you to notice two things that are going together. You'll notice faith, but you'll also notice something else that works with faith. It says in verse 7 of Hebrews 11, For by faith, you see the word faith there, Noah being a divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly, uh, can you see that up there? Moved with godly, what's that word? Watch this. It moved with fear. Fear is a respect, a reverence for God. Fear is you have faith in God, but you also have a reverence. In other words, you don't play games. God is God. You don't say God said something if God didn't say it. You don't do something God didn't say. You, you only do what God says because you have a godly fear or godly reverence or godly respect. Um, I worked a job one time, and we went out to Boston. Actually, I would drive the boss to work. He'd come by, and I'd drive him downtown Chicago when I was only 17 or 18 years old. I'd drive him downtown, and we'd get down that downtown, and he'd be getting ready to get out of the car, and he'd say, now remember, in this car, you can call me anything you want, but when we get in front of other people, boss is what I am. 
He said, you make sure you give me the respect. So God is a very personal God, and he loves us, but he also wants us to give him respect because he is Almighty God. We're not God, he is, amen? So godly reverence and godly respect is really, really important. We should appreciate who God is and respect him, and we should understand that his instructions and his warnings are important. Otherwise, if we don't respect him, we, we just go, he's, oh, he's my buddy God. He's God. And we should respect him. So if he gives you directions, make sure you go with those. If he gives you a warning, make sure you understand the warnings from God. Amen? The Bible talks about fear or godly fear being reverence. But listen to some of the things it says about fear. Most of these are in the book, the book of Proverbs. It's a, a wisdom book. Uh, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Uh, Psalms, we're going to Psalms right now, Psalm 111, verse 10. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Knowledge is one thing, but then understanding the knowledge is another thing. And both start with a reverence for God and understanding of God. Otherwise, God says, I made the earth. I made everything that lives on the earth. And you say, but scientists said that. So I, and now you start to disrespect God. No, let's make go with God's wisdom. Over in Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 6, it says, in mercy... And truth, atonement is provided for iniquity. And by the fear of the Lord, one departs evil. You know, if you don't really have respect for God, you can do whatever you want. But if you have a real respect for God, a personal relationship also, a respect for him and a reverence for him, you will avoid things that you might get into if you don't have that respect for God. Uh, over in Proverbs chapter uh, 10, verse 27, once you go to that 10, 27, so the fear of the Lord prolongs days. Boy, I tell you what, if you want to live long, uh, have respect for God. Uh, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 26, in the fear of the Lord, there is strong uh, confidence, and his children will have a place of refuge. There's something about when you raise your children and they see that you love God, but you also respect him. He's your personal God, but he's also a powerful God. Uh, you just don't do certain things because he's God. Why don't we do that? Because he's God. And when you do that, it says here, it says, in the fear of the Lord is a strong, a strong confidence and his children will have a place of refuge. We'll teach our children. In uh, Psalm 85 and verse 9, it says, surely his salvation is near to those who fear him. Fear is an interesting thing. Um, in Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 4, it says in the New King James translation, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Respect God, respect his word. In the New International Version of the Bible, it says humility is the fear of the Lord. It, and the wages are riches and honor and life. So having a good fear of the Lord, not being scared of God, but a reverence and an understanding who God is. Noah had faith. Noah had respect for God. Noah had reverence for God. So faith is believing God, but faith also responds to God. It responds to God's warnings, responds to God's instructions, and, and faith does not take God and make him less of who he is. He's almighty God. He's God. He's my heavenly father, but he's God. The third point is this. Faith warns others. We, we, we need to do this. We need to know this. A Christian 
who, do, who never talks about God to other people, um, you're missing it. We need to warn other people. Tell other people that there is a hell. Tell other people that there is a good God and a loving God who sent his son Jesus Christ to die for them. Tell other people that God wants to supply all their needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Tell other people that, 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 that Jesus Christ was tempted just like you and I were tempted, but he didn't sin. And because of that, his pure blood cleanses us from our sin. We need to tell other people. And part of the Noah story is certainly um, he believed God. Certainly that he responded to God and to his warnings, but also he shared he warned others of what was coming. Over in Second uh, Peter chapter 2 and verse 5, it says, And did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness. That means he didn't keep his mouth shut. That means he told people. He let people know, even before the flood, even before he built an ark, even before he, he, he did the first board on the ark, he already was telling people of the goodness of God. And God said, That's a man that's after my heart, just like David. Uh, he believes me. He's going to act. He's going he's to respond. And he's also going to tell others. In fact, he's telling other people. Now, I know sometimes we've tried. I've told people about Jesus. I've told people about the promises of the Word of God. I've told people what we refer to sometimes as a faith message. And sometimes they, 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 they put their nose up. They don't listen to you. Sometimes they mock you and make fun of you. They probably did know also. Our job is not to make them just like God doesn't make us. Our job is just like God's job is to offer it. So faith, we warn others. We let other people know that's part of our faith, the Christian faith. God is patient. We can tell people. But God is also just. We need to warn other people. Let me read to you from Matthew why we need to warn other people. In Matthew chapter 24 and verse 37, 38, and 39, uh, I'm going to read this. It says, But as in the days of Noah were so also will the, the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood they were eating and drinking marrying and given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. We need to warn. I would imagine Noah in the ark heard them screaming outside the ark. I would imagine he heard them crying and scratching on the ark i would imagine it broke his heart but one thing he could say is i warned him when the son of man comes and you and i are we go before the lord it would be good for us to know that we tried the blood of someone else is not on our hands that we shared with our neighbor we shared with our mom or our dad or our sister or our brother if they mocked us, they mocked us. If they rejected it, they rejected it. But it's important. Faith shares. Faith warns. Faith lets others know. Amen? Uh, the last one is this. Faith receives.
Now, when you and I walk in faith, we do things that we, we, we hear God say, we believe, and then we respond to his warnings, we respond to his direction, and we, uh, we act on it by responding. Then we receive from God. This is what happened to Noah in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. It says, but without faith it's impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder. See, we receive from God when we respond in faith. Now watch Noah. It says in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 20, who formerly were disobedient when once the divine suffering waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is, eight souls were saved through the water. Faith is when you believe. Faith is when you respond. Faith is when you tell others. And faith is when you receive. Noah's in the ark. He looks around. He's very sad others didn't. But he looks around and he sees his, his boys and he sees their wives. Sees his wife. Faith receives. Who, who comes to God must believe that he is a rewarder. Faith believes that God rewards you when you walk in faith. Amen? Faith is when you respond to God's warnings. We left our building over on Lee Street. We didn't particularly care to leave the building, but we were put in a position. And God blessed us. We, we came out of there with some money. We had a, a decent-sized building fund. We'd always like it to be larger. But we immediately started looking for buildings. Even before we moved out, we were already looking for buildings. We were looking everywhere. I, we even looked at a liquor store. We figured if they sold spirits there, we can go ahead and turn it around and have the Holy Spirit there. We, we, we did. We looked at uh, one on Rand Road, and uh, we, we checked out of a lot of different buildings. And then one day I was driving, and I saw a building, uh, really right here in Des Plaines. And I said, oh, maybe that's it. And so I called uh, uh, one of the ladies in the church who was, who was a go-getter, and I said, hey, could you check this out? See how much they want? And she did. She looked it up. Uh, we made an appointment. Uh, we went over there. We, we, we took a, 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 a contractor. We took an uh, architect. We took some men of the church over there with us, lady of the church. And we walked around and prayed and looked it over. We started getting excited. We started talking to the bank, started trying to figure out how we could do this, or if it was possible to do with the money that we had and with the bank loan us the rest. And we were trying to figure out you know, where, where God wanted us and how God wanted us to do this. And I was getting excited about it. I was the one that drove. I saw it. I'm the one that had found the number. I'm the one that called the people. I'm the one that asked them all to get there. And so I, I, I'm all excited about it. So I'm going, hey, the bank is working with us. This is working. Uh, hey, we're going to work this thing out. And all of a sudden, God spoke to me. I really believe it was God. and said, no. I go, No. The first person I went to to say no to was my wife, and that was hard because Leanne had been really trying to help out. She'd been overseeing the building. We already were trying to figure out the different rooms and how it all. I said, I really feel Leanne. God told me no. I said, I, I, I'm going to get some people upset. I know I am. But I really feel it's God telling me not to. It was really hard. I called some people, and I said, okay, we're not doing it. And some people, I think, thought I was crazy or lack of faith. Or, you know, they always say that about you, you know. Well, if you had faith like I did, you know, you'd part the sea. Well, yeah, well, you can't even part your bathtub, but you're telling me that. <laughs> so, we so we had to cancel everything. And I felt bad about it. And I, I know I took some abuse in people's 
minds. But then after that, the pandemic hit. And we had talked to the bank. We understood how financial, that would have been a struggle. Now, if it was God, God would supply. But it was a, it was a real, real stretch to do it. But we're, we're saying, if it's God, we're going to do it. But God stopped me. Not because of the finances. It was just stopped me. Now I look back and I realize that it would have been a real struggle. And God knew what was happening. We've been trying to build this place out right when the pandemic hit. And we've been trying to get all this done. And there's all these kind of restrictions on us. And now I look back and I say, thank God we listened to God's warning. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. I mean this. Thank God. I look at it. I almost get teary-eyed talking about it because I know what it would have been. We've been talking to the bank. I understand. And now, we could have done it if it was God, but God said no. And now we meet here. This isn't exactly what we want, and there's some other things in the future and some things that are, are gelling, some things I like to talk about that I don't want to talk about yet, but there's some things happening. But now we meet here, and we're able to meet here we're able not to be under that financial stress that God knew we'd be under, which if it was God, I, hey, God's going to supply it. And we're able to meet and reach out to more people right now than we've ever reached out to before. We do it through this. We do it through this. We have different rooms, and we do it on there. So I know a little bit about God's warnings. And I know sometimes it looks like it's lack of faith. But sometimes it's just believing God and sucking it up and saying, okay, God, I thought it was this, but it wasn't this. So I thank God for directing us. Amen? Amen. Give God a hand clap, will you please? There's always going to be those that second guess you. Just if God says something, hey, check it, stop it, stop it, and check it. Faith responds to God's warnings. I talked earlier about the largest, biggest, most important warning of all time is all men and women have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us have. Me, you, us. Everybody has. The Bible says there's only one way to have our sins forgiven. The Bible says there's only one way to make it to heaven, to have a relationship with God, to cleanse or to be cleansed. And that is in the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And what that means is we just really believe what the Bible says, and then we respond. The Bible says, and we don't see it with our eyes, that Jesus died on the cross. We don't see it with our natural eyes, but we believe it because God said it. The Bible says his blood that came from him was absolutely pure blood. It wasn't tainted. Your blood, my blood, you, me, we're tainted. But when Jesus died on the cross, his blood was so pure that when it fell from the cross, that it actually pays the price for all the sins of all mankind, those who will believe in him and receive him as their Lord and Savior. This, my friend, is a warning. If you do not receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, one day Jesus will come back again, and it will be like you knocking on the ark, saying, why didn't I listen? Why didn't I listen? I'm asking you, please Respond to the warning of God. He wants you in the ark. He wants you in heaven. He wants your sins forgiven. He wants you right with him, and he sent his son to die for us. Please receive him today. 
please listen and respond. How do you respond? Well, if you believe in Jesus, the Bible says we believe in our hearts and we respond by what we say. That's what we do. So I'm going to ask you to respond. Not only do you miss hell and make heaven, but your heavenly Father lives on the inside of you. It's a totally different relationship. You become what the Bible calls born again or born from above, or your spirit gets connected with God. God is warning us, but then he says, I don't want to just warn you to miss trouble. I want to bless you. So today, I'm going to ask you to pray a prayer with me that all of us in this room have prayed at one time or another and received Jesus. We're climbing in the ark with God. Would you please pray this prayer? Heavenly Father, I've messed up. I need a Savior. I know that Jesus Christ came to this earth, lived a perfect life, died a terrible death, shed a lot of blood, and that his blood pays the price for my sins. I believe that he was put in a grave and I believe the grave could not hold him. And I receive him today as my Lord and Savior. I hear the warning. I climb in the ark. And I ask your presence inside of me. If you've prayed that prayer, call us. Get, on the, get online. Let us know you prayed that prayer. We'll send you a free book. Uh, what now? What are you going to do now? Well, we'll let you know. Uh, we're not going to try to uh, call you all the time or bug you all the time. We just want to send you a book. You can read it and see what you think. It'll walk you through the Bible and explain what just took place. God bless you. We love you tremendously.